good. Hey guys. Hey guys, this is the raw, raw. The behind the scenes. The before the podcast. Before the chop, shot and chop, pre shot and chop. Pre pre shot and chop, so it's just shot. Just shot. No chop. No chop. No cap. No chop. No chop. No top. All right, and we're live. And make sure I silence my phone. Welcome back to another episode of Shot and Chop. I am your host, Josh Cannon, and today we are going to chop it up. So everybody, today, all of my business owners, anybody that is an entrepreneur, you already know what today is. Well, everybody in general, you know what today is. It is Tax Preparation Day. So today I wanted to dedicate this episode to helping people be better um equipped to handling their taxes and answer some questions with an actual tax professional that I have here today to help not make things so scary because me, myself included, I struggle with the details and all of the hidden loopholes and stuff like that with taxes. So hopefully today you all can get some good information from this episode. Make sure you have something to write with, write down all of the information that's going to be included. So without further ado, I would love to introduce my guest today, Miss Alyssa with Fearless tax expert and business strategist. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Yes, today is April 18th. If you guys don't know, if you're watching this a year from now, later, it might be the 15th. It's normally the 15th, but you know, COVID. So, oh, so we, time. we got three extra days this year. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. Well, I, I didn't know. I actually didn't know about tax day until like a couple of days ago. Like, I knew it was a tax day, but I didn't know the exact tax day because my last tax professional, she was like, you know, the one doing everything, you know. Yeah. Sometimes people just think, I don't know what people think about taxes. And a lot of people are afraid of taxes, but you have to think about it as it's just literally the government trying to be like, you made money and you owe me a little bit. So go ahead and break me off. Gotcha. So let's break it down even further than that. At the bare minimum. What are taxes and how do you need to navigate them as a business owner or just navigate them with your personal taxes? Okay, so taxes is what the government uses to pay our public works. So things such as the streets, firefighters, your teachers, anything that you use essentially for free from federally or the state, taxes pays for that. So you either pay sales tax, you pay regular taxes like that are actually coming out of your income. Income taxes is what we're filing. So we made a certain amount of income and based off that income, you're supposed to either be filing that you worked a W-2 job. So normal people, they get W-2, um, a W-2 form to file. If you have your own business, you're either filing 1099 or a Schedule C or even a Schedule F. Um, That's farming, but that's, we're in Virginia, so we can bring it up too. Um, So yeah, you're either scheduling those things and those come with more write-offs because you're actually putting your own money into that. So when you're writing stuff off, it just literally means you're taking that amount of money. So like, let's say you made $1,000 and you spent $500 on your cost of materials, you only made 500. So the government sees that too. So that's where the write-offs come in. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Um, Yeah, I know that I have a lot of stuff that I feel that I can write off because pretty much all I buy is camera equipment. Like if you look around the room that I'm in, it's a lot of gadgets and Mm -hmm. 
gizmos in here, all photography related. Um, now, if we could break down the difference between personal taxes and business taxes, um, what are some things that you could tell the people about the difference between those two categories? There really isn't a difference. And that's where you get that's where it comes in. So mm. with your business, it's still under you. OK, so even when people are like, yeah, I have business credit. It's not in my business name. You still filed it under yourself. Gotcha. Unless you're not the owner of the business, in which case I don't know how you're filing taxes on it. Doesn't make sense. But basically, you just need to. There's not really any personal taxes. You either work for somebody or you don't if you're filing taxes. Um, the only other ways you really could have possibly gotten around it is if you were gambling and you made money or you won the lottery and you made money. But either way, you had to make money some way. So there's not really personal taxes if that makes sense okay. unless you're paying for them like personal taxes technically could be like when you go to walmart and then it's a little three dollars that came out of nowhere that technically could be personal taxes but there really isn't a difference gotcha so what you're saying is my let's use my situation my money that i make as a teacher the money i make as a photographer you're saying there's not a difference between the two there's a difference when it comes to filing. There's two different forms. So your teacher one, more than likely, is going to be a W-2 form. And that's coming from an established job that you are an employee of. When you're scheduling, you're filing your Schedule C or your 1099, which is basically you have to file it under Schedule F or Schedule C for your 1099 anyway. But um, you're basically just saying that you're paying for things. And really, the IRS wants you to be married. They want you to have babies, and they want you to make a business and hire people. Why and is that? Why do they want you to have all of those things? That's the ideal American, to mm. start a family and to build a business. So they reward you for that, and that's where write-offs and deductions come in. Okay. I didn't know that. Learn something new every day. I'm glad that I was able to get that from that information from you. Uh, so let's backtrack a little bit. Let's talk about your business. Um, okay. And then we'll go move forward back into taxes because I forgot to ask you about that stuff earlier. Now, your business, Fearless, um, where did that come from? Is it, Did I say that wrong? No, Fear, you said it right. Fearless? I did say it right? Okay. Yeah. Where did that name come from? And um, what is your ideal clientele that you like to work with? So I like putting myself in everything. I'm very self-centered. I don't try to deny that I am. Um, so I was literally thinking of ways that I could put my own name into my business because before I had a business with two other people um, and it was, is it bad? And it was our initials. That business, I did graphics pretty much in that business and I still do graphics in Fearless LLC, but for a lot of different reasons, the other business didn't work out and actually one of my business partners passed away. So one of the things trying to keep doing that business, I was scared. So fearless, I just started to do that one because I was like, okay, yeah, it makes sense. And um, as we discussed off camera and off the podcast before, um, graphics and taxes, a lot of things people are scared of. And I'm like, yeah, you can trust me. Just be fearless. Choose me. I like that because what's your slogan? We talked about this too. You got to let people know. My business is getting into your business. Her so. business is getting into your business. I like that. Yes, it's very true. I'm all in the business, all in the tea. Tell me what's going on. I can help. And if I can't help, I can know somebody that can help. 
I love that. I love that. Now, to the second question, what is your ideal client? Do you like working with um, business owners, everyday people, or like uh, maybe a specific type of business? Like if you could categorize your ideal client that you're working with on a day-to-day basis, who would that be? Ideal client would definitely be an established business that could directly tell me what they want. A lot of people struggle with not being able to tell people what they want, especially I do graphics a little bit more than taxes. It's tax season right now. So we're talking about that. But when I'm doing things, they, even when I'm doing taxes, a lot of people don't know the things that they need in order to get their taxes done or the things that they need in order to get a flyer made, a logo made, just having their materials together. So established businesses, one, have their stuff together already and two, have a budget for whatever it is that we're doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's the same thing with my photography, like working with clients that already have the idea, the theme, the colors, all of that stuff together. It makes things a lot easier as you, as a professional to go into those situations. Right. And then when they don't have those things together and you give them that end product, they're like, this is not what I wanted. Oh my gosh. Talk about it. I wish I need a sound effect button for that. We're going to hold on. Wait. Yeah. Ideal client. Yes. But I work with pretty much everyone. It seems a lot lately I've been getting businesses that are budding or just starting off, especially when I'm doing like logos or business formation, which is also comes in in the tax realm, because when you do have a business, you do get to save some money on your taxes. Right. So that was your little information about your business. Um, I'm glad that you shared that with us. So if you're all out there, anybody in Virginia looking to get your taxes done, looking to get any logo graphic design done, definitely hit her up and she will definitely get you together. Because um, I like like looking at your page. You don't just help people with taxes. You don't just help people design like you actually are doing it yourself. And I think that's a really important thing as a business owner, like whatever it is that you're trying to portray to other people. If you're not doing it yourself, how can people trust you? Exactly. And that's why when I first started, my boyfriend is in our live studio audience. He got me to go live a lot. And that helped me a lot because a lot of people were seeing what I was doing and people were actually paying me just off the stuff I was saying on live. So I was like, okay, this is beneficial. Let me just go ahead. And that's when I made my own business by myself, because it's like when you're with other people, it's like you got to wait for somebody to do something or be ready to do something. I was like, that's cool. But let's just go ahead and do it by myself, too. Yeah, that's good. Um, Like being able to portray your personality, like you have a very colorful personality and being able to have like your business together. Like people are going to want to reach out and have the and get the knowledge that you have to be able to help them out, especially when you specialize in something that's such, such an important thing like photography, tax preparation, graphic design. I think that's something that's never going to go away because people are always going to want to start their business and somebody might not know how to do any of that stuff. And if they can hire you to do it and you can help them, then you're invaluable. Exactly. And if you ever want to collab, I'm just saying the dream package would be some headshots in your business and put all together. I'm um, just saying. I already have the package together. I just need the plugins. So we definitely are going to talk about that. Cough, cough. Yeah, I, I need it. I'm going to get these sound effects together, y'all, where they're actually like a lot more catered to the episode, but whatever. That's besides the point. All right. So let's dive into some of the juicy stuff about taxes. Right. Yes. Now, you talked about tax write offs. You talked about filing. You talked about uh, 
what is it, the 1099 versus the W-2s and stuff like that. Let's start off the conversation talking about tax write-offs and tax deductions, because I think a lot of people get confused with that, and that can be a little tricky if you don't know what you're doing, right? So what are some of the steps that you should take in regards to tax write-off? Let's talk specifically about businesses, because that's what this episode is catered to, is business owners. All right, so any write-off is anything that is necessary and proper for you to run your business. So what is necessary? You can say anything is necessary. You just have to have some type of justification and the facts. So the first thing, if you're writing off anything starting today, go ahead and download you either QuickBooks, Intuit, start taking pictures. You don't even have to get those programs. I personally, I have my own software that I created in Google Docs and Google, what is the other thing? Forms. Yes. Google Forms, yeah. And then you just put it in there and you will have the spreadsheet with everything you need to give your tax preparer so that they can get those write-offs for you. It's not really your job to know the write-offs. It's your job to keep track of them. Okay. So um, <clears throat> you were saying you just have to document those things. Now, is that a responsibility of the business owner or would that be something that you would just have to run through your tax professional? Depends on what how you've structured your business. So if it's just you by yourself, it is on you. I, as your tax preparer, cannot go in your house and steal your receipts. I cannot go behind you as you're in Walmart and take a picture every time. So that would have to be on you. That's personal accountability. If you don't do it, you're just losing money. At the same time, taxes are so deep, so it's so hard to speak on it. But if you do too many write-offs, you don't make money in your business, technically. Oh, okay. You got to break that one down. So you said if there's too many write-offs, you don't make money in your business, even though they give you money back in tax write-offs. So let's go back to our previous example. You made a thousand dollars, right? You spent $500 on equipment. You only made $500 on paper point blank period. you never made a thousand dollars to them. So you never had a thousand dollars, even though you had the write-offs, they can't go like if you, if I'm Let's say right now I'm going through corporate leasing with Airbnbs. They're looking at your previous taxes and your business credit. If on your previous taxes you had negative $5,000, you didn't make no money. How am I going to give you anything? You, you don't have no money. You may have been in business for 10 years, but you just got your EIN and your LLC last year. And if you didn't file it, there's no proof. You can have your business for 100 years. If you didn't file it, nobody's giving you nothing. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I know I'm trying to get better at that. Like just understanding like tax write-offs in general. But like you just put me on game telling me that like you can actually lose money by filing too much stuff. Um, so that's good piece of information. I think a lot of people don't know. Like some, it's it's so surprising. Like how many people don't even know what a tax write off is, mm -hmm. and like how to utilize it. And I'm learning more about it every day with my business and things that I can incorporate into that. So like for you, when you hire me, <laughs> um, <laughs> shameless plug. We're getting like this whole room. We take we add up how many square feet is in your whole house and take this whole room away, and you get this part of your rent off. Okay. Okay. I know exactly where you're going with that. Mm -hmm. So let's um, explain that means of write-off. So for everybody listening, what she's about to explain is how to use a portion of your home yes. to write that off if you are working from your home for your business, right? In-home office. In-home office. All right. So go. Go ahead and explain okay. that. Okay. So it has to be a place that's solely dedicated for your business. 
So what you would do is you would take the total square footage of your house. You would subtract the square footage of the whatever room or space. And it can be, let's say, even there's a certain place at your table that you don't eat at and you always go live right there. You better add that too. Add yep. every single part. And then um, that number that comes out, that's the part of your rent that you paid that's your living. The part that's left over, that's the part that you can take out and deduct from your taxes. Absolutely. I knew that part. I, I knew that one. That's a good one. <laughs> and another thing is secret sauce. You're supposed to get $5,000 in startup expenses for your business. Where do you get that from? Um, You just have to know how to file it. You literally just have to know how to file it. But when you file your Schedule C, because that's the deduction form, you can file for business miles. This year, because of COVID, it's 100% of food. It used to be 50% of the food that you ate. And then it was like 80, but it's 100. Yep. So literally, you can have a business dinner with your friends. Be like, no, I got it. Write it off. But um, you can't have alcohol on there, right? That's true, right? Who said that? That's what my tech. Let's my look tech on the people, government. Let's look. I don't know. I never heard that one. Yeah, I heard that um, you can file food and stuff like that, but it cannot be alcohol on the actual ticket. I might have to look hmm. into that. We might have to look into that because when I found that out, I, before I knew that, I was like, Man, "Look, we swiping. We going where y'all want to go out to eat at?" And then my um, the lady that, that's doing my taxes, she told me that I was like, "Oh, let me stop." Well, that wouldn't really make much sense because, like, what if I'm the owner of Ace of Spades and I'm gifting you alcohol and that's coming out of my pocket or like what if i buy you a bottle and that's my marketing i don't mm. know i don't know i just know um that's what they told me to do and i stopped but um i gotta look that one up yeah that's definitely information i feel like everybody should know if you are working from home if you're just starting up your business you can use a small space a portion of your house and write that off as a business expense correct yes or if you just want to buy an office the whole office, the whole rent is done. Yep. That's all for your business. Yep. If you have a car and another car, go ahead and say you have one car that's solely business use. If you have just one car, you can say a percentage of it was for business use. Um, clothes, if you get your name monograms on your wrist, business use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing about the phone, right? Phone, it has to either be a percentage of business use. I would not go over 70 there's no way that you can prove that unless you have a separate phone. Yeah, that's where I was considering doing, like, getting a separate business phone just for that purpose. Because, you know, I don't want people to be knowing my personal number all the time because they love blowing your phone up. Text now. Text now. I love that app. It's four ninety nine for a year, and they can call, they can video chat you, all that. Okay, yeah, because um, everybody says to use Google Voice and stuff like that. I've never had good luck with that. I've always, I've missed calls. I've missed text messages. So I was just like, you know what? For now, I'm just going to tough it out and eventually get a new phone. See, I think you always need another number regardless because I'm one of those people that like to sign up for subscriptions and then cancel. And then they already got your number in there. Need a new one. Mm, mm -hmm. That's smart. That's a, <laughs> that's a business hack right there. Don't give them your real number for subscriptions. Give them a fake number. And since we're on the topic of like business stuff, one thing that people mess up a lot in, in business structuring is not having a business email. Um, Gmail, Yahoo, all that's not your business email. Please don't tell nobody that's your business email and think that they're going to be like, oh, yes, you are structured properly. You're not. Um, you can use hostinger.com. They'll give you a full website, full domain, and then you get up to, I think, 50 different email addresses under your domain. 
you can do info at fearless LLC. I have Alyssa at fearless LLC and I can add anybody. Hmm. Yeah. We're, we're going to have to get you back on the podcast and talk about business strategies as well, mm-hmm. because um, as you can see, we'll hear, she is definitely full of knowledge on both the tax side and the business strategy side. Um, I like to say that I'm pretty well savvy in the social media management and stuff like that, but like overall business strategies, that's a whole nother animal. Like, and I think a lot of people don't realize it takes more than the skill that you specialize in to run a successful business. It does, especially with what I do with taxes. There's also an accounting aspect. And like you said, whose responsibility is it? I mean, even if you gave me your bank statements, I would have to charge you for that because now I have to go through, separate them, put them in the write-off categories, do everything that would save you money. So, yeah. Okay. So for somebody looking to hire somebody, if they're looking to save money, like cause, not cause, but help you to not have to do as much work and then not have to pay as much money. What are some things, I guess you could call business housekeeping things that um, a business owner could do to make your job easier? Um, If you could digitize those receipts. Now, even if I just said keep your receipts, it's 365 days in a year. If you are a functioning, thriving business, more than likely you are always going to buy stuff. There's no way that I'm going to get handed receipts this much and then I'm going to file them for you when I have other clients. So digitizing everything as much as possible, doing those QuickBooks into it, um, buying my tax program that I have, basically just being able to make it easy and clickable for us to access that information. Okay. So um, if you're using QuickBooks and Intuit currently, do you still have to track those paper um, receipts? Um, they have a feature where you scan the receipts. Okay, so you, you still need to scan them in. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. I mean, you don't have to. You're just losing money. I mean, and then you aren't even losing money. You could keep the money that you made in your business. But if you're not trying to buy a house or a car or nothing, there's no point. Hmm. So the key um, theme, I guess, of today is you're losing money by not doing things properly. Correct. Like how everybody was mad that Donald Trump didn't pay taxes. Nobody said he didn't file taxes. They said he didn't pay taxes because he has how many businesses? A how, lot. How big is that Trump Tower by itself? Huge. And how many staff do you think he pays? All of them. That's a write-off. Right, Surprise. right. And and uh, let me use my words carefully. Hold on. Let me think about this. People that are business savvy and they have that instilled within them because it's generationally something they've been doing. Like they know this stuff. So that's why to somebody that doesn't know this stuff or isn't as knowledgeable, you're looking at it like, oh, well, they're just trying to get over. No, they're not getting over. They just know how to use the system and make the system work System work for them. Right. People pay for what they want to pay for. And one thing that I've been telling everybody lately, the only way that they track retirement, federal retirement is through taxes. So, I mean, you can not file the taxes if you don't want to but when you're 87 and your hip doesn't work anymore and you're still working at mcdonald's you did it to yourself yeah or you're still doing your business i'm not saying i'm just saying some people still don't file their taxes and they work w-2 jobs Mm. yeah i don't plan to be a teacher the rest of my life and um even though i love photography i want to get to the point where i can progress that to something else where it's still in the field but i'm not physically having to go out and push the shutter button every time i want to make some money I can agree. Yeah. I can agree. I think like uh, whatever your business is, the natural progression should be like you don't have to be in place to do your job to still get your job done. 
Automation. Automation. Yeah, that's one thing that I've learned recently. I'm in a lot of like business development programs, and they're like, if you got sick or if you were to pass away, could your business run without you? That's the question that you need to ask. And if the answer is no, how can you make it that way? Wow. Yeah. Automation and delegation. Mm-hmm. So delegating people to do the tasks that you don't want to do. Like, for example, with me, with photography, having somebody doing retouching with you and your business, having somebody do your inquiries where you don't have to do it at all or automating that. So those are just ways to make our jobs easier as business owners. Right. And a lot of people, it's like a prideful thing when it comes to business. I can't let anybody in or do anything else. I have to do everything. Well, you don't at all. Time is money and you can get more money. You can't get more time. So choose one. Yep. And there's only but so much money that you can make as a solopreneur compared to having a team. Like um, it hurts at first to outsource. It does because I'm in the process of doing that now. Um, but you get more of your time and you have the potential to make more money back. And then some people are like, "There's, I can do everything. What is the thing that you'd rather not be doing? That's right. the thing that right. you need you to can, You can be a photographer who edits, shoots, does consultations, does inquiries, does your bookkeeping, but you're going to be burnt out and you're not going to be able to do that for the rest of your life. Right. And if you want to grow, have a family, have fun, like, mm. Yeah. Like right now, as you can see, as you have seen, I'm usually at this desk 90 percent of the time when I'm not at work. So like to be able to, like you said, still have my business run and do the things that it needs to grow without me being there are essential. So bringing the conversation back into taxes. Since yes. today is tax day, we got off on a little bit of a tangent, y'all. What are some of the biggest mistakes you're seeing business owners make when it comes to their taxes? Whether it's business or not. So let's kind of walk through the process of taxes. Um, firstly, you got to give me all the information, whether you're filing. Of course, we had our two main forms, either our 1099 people or self-employed people versus our W-2 people. Whether you're either of those, you're either filing single, married, joint married, widowed or head of household. Everybody wants to be head of household because they own a house. If you don't have no kids and you're not taking care of them kids, they are not your dependents on your taxes. You're not head of household. Mm. So you can file that. It's wrong. Now your taxes bounce back. Now you got to wait. So a lot of just inaccuracies will cause your taxes not to be filed. And there's actually more than 6 million people that are still waiting on their 2020 taxes. Me included. But we're going to talk about, we're not going to talk about that on air. <clears throat> we'll talk about that off air. Cough, cough. But yes, just making sure that everything's accurate that you're bringing to them. Um, a lot of people try to get more money because, for example, if you know, um, there's also tax credits. So if you have certain things that are assets to either you or the government, you're getting money for that. So kids, if you had kids this year, dang, you should have claimed them kids. It was giving out thousands of dollars per head. I heard Huh. Maybe I also want to pop some out. People was claiming people's kids that wasn't their kids. Wow. And they going to jail. I'm not wishing that on your life, but you shouldn't have done that. Anyway, <laughs> um, so yeah, if you had kids, if you had COVID last year, they was giving you money for every day that you missed as a self-employed person. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Every day. And if you missed, if you was quarantining, if you had to take care of somebody else, Literally anything to do with COVID. If your job shut down and you couldn't go. Hmm. 
Yeah. Self-employed people only. Um, there was also a credit for if you missed your STEMI check, STEMI credits. COVID. COVID brought a lot of money. I am so sorry to all those people that died. I really, truly am. And if you got sick, that is terrible. Yeah. I made a lot of money in the pandemic. Yeah. See, I um, was one of the lucky ones that had not contracted COVID yet. Knock on wood. Hopefully I don't. Uh, I haven't either. I don't want. I this, don't want that. This is definitely wood. Uh, but yeah, knock on wood. Hopefully it doesn't happen. But um, wow, that that's a lot of information that I think a lot of people don't know, and um, those mistakes that people are making are from lack of knowledge. Right. And if you didn't file your taxes, even though we said this is the last day, you can file an extension until October. Go ahead and do that. What's the exact date on that? We said it was October seventeenth. October 17th. Okay. So if you did not file today being April 18th, you have until October 17th to file your taxes. And they may try to charge you fees. I'm just saying it's worse if you don't. Let me tell you something. Okay. So I have a client, right? He's like 23. He didn't file his taxes for, I don't know how many years, but he filed the first year with me. I think he made a lot of money and they were taking his taxes out. Like he was supposed to get money back, but Cause he missed like three years. Yeah, I, mm, mm. they're gonna get their money whether you want it now or later. I mean, why would you want to be up and then they take all your money? I mean, but my thing is like, a lot of people just don't know. Like, unless you're right. in the taxes, like you can't expect somebody to know where to go and look and find this information. And I think because like people see if you do it wrong, they lock you up. A lot of people are scared of it. Scared to do it. Yeah, I definitely agree. So on let's that. just do it right. Mm -hmm. So what are some, um, I guess you could say some free resources that people could go to to learn more about taxes? Let me tell you, the IRS, they're not like, they're like not out to get you for real. They have all the information on their website. The IRS website, that's where I get all my information from because they they even train tax preparers on the IRS website. It's really them. Like, hmm. yes, they are the big bad guys that are coming after your money. But it's really Uncle Sam. They're just doing the job. They just like the little gang that they hired. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the enforcers. but The enforcers. Yeah, but um, not being afraid of taxes and not being afraid of the conversation. I just think that's really big. And I think it's really big in our community because like it's not taught a lot to us at an early age. And I mean, in general, it's not taught in school for real. Like they're not teaching you how to prepare your taxes. They're not telling you what a tax write-off is. They're not even telling you how to write checks. Right. Like my students now, like they're like, checks, what's that? I'm like, mm -hmm. the paper thing that you fill out, put the money on you. You don't know what a check is. Like, I don't know what that is. My mom uses those. But it's like, why Why do we have to wait till we're adults to learn how to do that stuff and not learn how to do it earlier? Seriously, that is true. And I would just say, don't be scared of taxes because that's the only thing other than death you can't avoid. I mean, if the if you evade taxes, you're going to jail for that. If you mess up on your taxes, you got to pay for that. I mean, either way, something. I mean, people do get away every single day with not doing them. But it's better to live knowing than to live every day looking over your shoulder. And then for people that have never done their taxes before, if you either were a W-2 person and they gave some of your check away already, or if you did get those deductions, they owe you money. You don't have to pay them. They will give you a check. So just think about it. Just think about it. Yeah, I, I need I need to get that check because I need um all of that money back for my business and for my teaching job 
and like what talk, do you work for i work for sussex county public schools oh i work for richmond public schools they mm. ain't take enough out of my taxes they actually caused me to lose some money i was like dang really yeah yeah i gotta um go back and look at that because sussex county like they're always taking money out of my check so yeah that's a county so they you should be good you should be getting a nice little check hope so we'll see one thing that i would say for business owners that a lot of people really don't think about is other than just keeping it all together just understanding that this will if you don't file taxes now, it's only hurting your business because you need that the fact check-in. If you want to go for funding later, if you want to do anything, you just need to file the taxes. That's what they're checking. Gotcha. So taxes aren't just something that you pay into your business or pay into the government for doing your business, but also a way of them tracking your, your business and things like that in general as well, right? Correct. That's what you're saying? And if you really, 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 really are so scared of paying taxes, do you know what you do? Charge tax on your services or products. You can do that. Yep. And I, I think a lot of business owners are scared to do that. Like, I just started doing that this year. So, mm-hmm. um, for example, do you know what a CRM is? No. Client Relations Management System. Okay. So, like, a booking. We'll talk about it. But, like, HoneyBook, right? That's mm-hmm. what I use. So, whenever I send out my invoices and my proposals, like, you have my price, and then it automatically adds the tax percentage. So I charge um, 7.5% for tax. So if it's $100, that's an extra, what, $7.50? I think that's how that works. My math ain't too good. We're just going to say that. So it automatically adds that to their invoice. So I don't I don't come out of pocket for the tax or anything like that. They're paying that tax. As they should. They want it. Like yeah. At the end of the day, you want to collect the money, but whoever is buying off of you wants the product or service. And you have to remember that while pricing also, because it just now I'm just now and I'm still not at the point where I should be pricing. But like for my taxes, I had to go tell. So let's talk about taxes one more time, just for a little bit. If anybody on here is listening and they want to be a tax preparer, you have to either get a EPIN or EFIN number. Okay, you got to explain I'm, what that is. So I'm technically under somebody. I just have my EFIN number. Wait, my e- I always get them mixed up. There's one that's don't a look E at me. I don't know. and one that's a P. <laughs> I'm just a P. The E's are the big dogs. So I'm under somebody. I still have my own LLC. Okay. I still, everything's still on me if everything happens. But she's the final sign off. She doesn't really do anything but just looks over my taxes to make sure they're okay. So I'm still under her. If the laws come get me. They're going to come get me first, but they're going to get her too. Mm. So I got to make sure that everything's good, but I'd rather do that. I pay her 30% of all my commission, but I had to tell her, go ahead and put my prices on there for me because I really can't. Everybody's like, I've charged 200 for one W-2. So a lot of people are like, mm, but I'm like, I don't charge you. It comes out of your refund unless you don't get nothing back, but that's why you hired me. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And um, that's a testament to your skill right there. And I think that's a tip within itself. Like people that want to go and get their taxes done, if they don't do it on their own, they don't know that you're not coming out of pocket. I'm not paying you $200 to do my taxes. Right. If you're getting your tax money back and you're good at your job, you're going to get well over $200. Right. And what's that $200 when you didn't even know how to do it in the first place? Yeah. Let me tell you my favorite client testimony right now. My cousin, he came to me. He only did DoorDash. So that's not even like a... Like, it's a business, but it's not like a, I'm buying all this stuff. He was supposed to owe $2,000 and got him that much back. Mm. So that means we had to go 
past zero and then go in that direction. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Like, um, that just shows you're good at your job. And the better you are at your job, the more money you make, and the less you should worry about taxes. Like, I think the biggest message that I want to get across with this episode is remove the fear of taxes, myself included. Um, Remove the fear of the unknown about taxes. So, like, um, I do appreciate you giving that information about where you can go to find more information. And I'm pretty sure that you would benefit from having people come to you to learn more information about taxes, too. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know if you charge, but <clears throat> hit her up, book her, do what you got to do. Cough, cough. Yeah. And then if you really don't want to talk to me, you don't want to do none of that. I'd recommend either looking on YouTube or reading the book Profit First. That teaches you how to account all your business. It teaches you how to take your money out first. So like if we go back to the thousand dollar example, it teaches you how to take your payout first versus most people do profit expense and then they get. No, we're putting profit first. Um, so yeah, read that book. They tell you to make a whole separate tax account. What's your take on that? Like having a separate tax account, savings account, and I guess person, not personal checking account for your business. It's literally just how much you're tempted, how much you, your mentality can take. If you can look at a million dollars, if you can profit in a million dollars and you're not going to spend, you need to save realistically 30% of that for taxes. Okay. You may not put that much in there, but realistically, you need to be saving that much for taxes. So if you can look at that and say, mm, I'll go ahead and take this out. Good. I won't spend it. But if you can't make that other account, it's literally just self-control. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just knowing yourself and knowing your, uh, I guess, spending habits. Now, mm-hmm. getting deeper into percentage, you said 30% putting aside for your taxes, right? Would you say that that could be something or something you should put together, put off to the side monthly? Or is this at the end of every tax season that you're saying 30 percent? If you're not charging people tax, I would do it probably monthly because we also spoke about off camera. We live in Virginia. Virginia expects you to pay them monthly because of your business. So if you're not doing that, what I actually ended up getting was bills. So whatever I signed up for my EIN when we initially signed up, I don't remember what we said we did. But we did e-commerce when we first started. So I really don't know what we said we did. They assumed how much we made Hmm. each month and billed us for that much. Wow. Mm -hmm. I had to close my business because I was like, we're not we're not open. We were open, but we weren't. So I was like, "Mm." so then I actually let's talk about that for a little bit. If you don't pay your tax bill, you have to close your business or pay the tax bill. We close the business and then you have to open your business by filing taxes. Okay, so if they make you close your business down, you have to open up a whole nother business or you use the same EIN number because that's your identifier. Right. And you refile those taxes. So once you file the taxes, now I'm saying I made money again. So technically I should have been filed taxes from January until now because I just filed yeah, that that's something I didn't know either. So any Virginia business owners out there, if you're not filing your taxes monthly, make sure that you're getting on that. That's the sales tax. Yes. The sales tax. Okay. So you have your sales tax. And what's the other one you said was federal tax, right? Yeah, that's the one that's coming from the whole United States. And then we have just the Virginia one. Okay. Okay. So knowing both of those things is just as important. And uh, mm-hmm. I think um, today being the last day, well, not the last day. 
um, I definitely wanted to get this information out to people. So someone else out there that may um, be just as confused as I am or just may want more information, like hearing that from somebody that actually does this, lets them know that it's not that bad. Yeah, especially if you're a regular, regular person and you don't have your business yet and you're just listening to us and you're like, I want my business. I'm trying to listen to them. Go ahead and file your taxes. Your job more than likely already gave the money that you owed and you're getting money back. If you're a business person, go get all your receipts, put them together, figure out how much money you technically made and you'll only have to owe that or you might not owe any if you didn't make any of your money in your business because you can't get taxed on something you never made. So by not making money, are you saying, just make sure I understand and maybe I am right, maybe I'm not, where you spend more money than you bring into your business. Is that right? Yes, that's a lot of business people's goal but when you do that you're also saying that you didn't make a lot of money in your business so it depends on what you what your goals are if your goals are to save money then that's the best thing to do for you if your goals are to grow your business and have a good track record on paper then that's not something you should do okay so when should someone pivot between those two things of saving money and wanting to grow your business and make more money on paper That's when we recommend the quarterly business assessments. So you need a quarterly and a year. So I personally, for my business and my brand, we had vision board parties, whether you did it for your business or yourself, Um, just knowing what your goals are. So if you are 25, you know, you're about to get married, you want to have kids, you want to buy a house, a new car, you're not going to want to write off a whole lot of stuff because you want to make money you need a certain amount of income to buy a house. So just take that into account. If you're young, you don't have nothing to do for real, and you don't really care how much money you made in your business, technically on paper to the government, write everything off. If you think about it, you see a lot of people with G-Wagons in the wintertime in the beginning of the year because they waited till that last month to buy everything. So let's say we made a million dollars in business. There's also, we didn't talk about so much. There's self-employment taxes. Okay. So that's around 15%. It's a little more, but it's around 15%. So 15% of a million dollars, would you rather spend that or give it to the IRS? I'd rather spend it. Right. Most people would rather spend it. So that's why you see people with G-Wagons. You can write them off. But I spent the money for my business. That's why you see people with like the crazy stuff at the end of the year. It's not because, oh, New Year's coming. It's because I don't want to make no money in my business. Right. They use their money smart mm-hmm. the right way. They don't even make G-Wagons anymore. I don't even want a G-Wagon. I, don't, I just look. I just want my little something to get me around. Got like my little buttons in there. Yeah. All Tesla's my money. Yeah. Te- write them okay. Tesla's actually like those because those are pretty techy and that's right in my alley. But mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, most of my money goes towards my photography stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm not out buying, going out, drinking, stuff like that. I'm in the house. See, my favorite thing is I would have to use that F it we ball. I buy everything all the time. I really don't care. I really don't. Like I do, but I don't. So it's like if you can say food on me and then you be able to make that money back or you can say, yes, I'm going to buy this camera because I know I'm going to have quality pictures and it's going to upgrade my business. It's not really hurting you. Mm. It takes that part away. So taxes actually help you be able to be more creative and be able to do what you want in life a little bit more. If you think about it from that perspective, if you have a business, if you don't have a business, call me, we can get your business. Right. And 
I like how you said that. Like, um, if it's bringing you quality in your business, don't be afraid to spend that money on it. If you know for a fact that you're going to make it back or if you're confident that you're going to make that back. Because a lot of people, you know, you get the advice, you know, don't spend any money, save all your money. But you got to spend money to make money. If you know for a fact that having a better quality camera is going to bring you better quality images. I mean, there's a debate on that whole that whole conversation. But just for this example, then buy the camera. If you know that like having a certain thing attached to your name is going to get more eyes looking at you, that could be a way of bringing in more clientele. So therefore, that now has become valuable to you. Then you can charge more. Then you made more money in your business. Then if you automatically have the taxes coming out, you don't care about paying taxes. It all just, it's cyclical, you know? You just have to, one, start your business. Two, keep track of everything for your business. Because, like, if you do go buy that camera, you didn't say, always press email. That's one thing you can do to save yourself. Email yourself that receipt. Um, But if you don't have that, I mean, you spent $3,000 on a camera for no reason. Yep, just to say you had it. Yeah, I mean, you can make money with it, but wouldn't you rather profit like real money that you can get cash cold like yep i agree like literally let me see let me give a honest percentage i guess you could say 70 percent of everything i buy for my photography business has some type of benefit that makes my job either easier makes my quality better or makes it easier for me to just run my business the other stuff is like you know it makes me happy so if i can afford it why not buy it But I just feel like if you live by that and you get things for your business based off of like, is it going to bring you value and you understand taxes, like just a base level understanding, um, you're good. You're going to be good with your business. And if anything else, if you don't know, reach out and ask to somebody that is a professional in those areas that can help you out. Right. I would just seriously look up write offs, try to figure out, like I said, anything that's necessary and proper. Keep all those receipts. You'll be good. You won't be scared of taxes anymore. Nobody's coming after you if you do what you're supposed to do. So let's just do what we're supposed to do. Gotcha. I definitely agree on that. So in closing, make sure that you are looking up the information to get better knowledge on that. Um, Don't be afraid of the IRS. Make sure that you have a system in place, have a workflow with your taxes, the same way that you would with your business in general, and you'll be good to go. You will be good. We promise. And if you're not... Come to Fearless and be fearless. Fearless. Where her business, your, wait a minute, hold on. Your business is her business. Mm -hmm. And I'm also your business bestie. I didn't tell y'all that, but I'm your business bestie, okay? Business bestie, what is is a business bestie? Well, you know, like your best friend, you tell everything. So Mm -hmm. like when you have a business and you're like, okay, I just bought a new camera. You going to tell me because I'm going to write it off for you. Mm. You going to tell me when you got a new business idea because I might got the back end for you. Gotcha. That's good marketing right there. I like that. I like that for sure. But um, definitely appreciate you coming on to the podcast. Um, what are some last bits of advice that you would want to tell people about taxes or just business in general? Make sure that your business is structured properly. Work on your business credit now. Keep those receipts, please. And if you can, just know that an accountant and a tax preparer are two different people. Your accountants can file your taxes, but they're normally two different people. So let's just keep your accounting in line because if your books aren't good, just working for no reason. 
I definitely had that in my notes to ask you. You just brought that back to my mind. So um, you br- you brushed over it briefly, but explain the difference between the two, because I think a lot of people think that is the same person. Okay. So if I'm accounting, I am taking your business expenses. I'm looking at your profit. I'm looking at anything that went into that. That's not technically an expense, but could really be like, the gas it took to do something or the amount of time possibly. And we're adding all that up because you can also add your labor, um, your actual time, the things that you're doing as a part of your write-offs and deductions as well. Um, But just looking into all of that and literally the word accounting, accounting for it, just having it on paper. Now, if I'm your tax preparer, I'm actually preparing your taxes. So taking that accounting information and putting that in. So let's say, like you can't have a, it's like a photographer and a model. I can shoot myself and call myself a photographer, but it's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. that That's definitely important because for a long time, I didn't know that they were two different people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just assuming the person that was doing my taxes was doing all of that at the same time. I mean, I think there are people that do both, right? Mm-hmm. But just I know both. you got to pay for it. Yeah. Just know that those are two separate jobs. Yes, definitely. Yeah. So um, that was my last question. Um, is there anything else that you had at? No, just stay. Stay woke. And stay woke. If you are of color and you're in business, kudos to you because it's hard for us out here. OK. And if you're not. Make a way for us. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please, please help us out. Reach out a lending hand because, you know, we, we're struggling out here. Well, not struggling, but, you know, we got a little bit harder than other people. Yeah, but we're doing our thing, you know? Yeah. So, so last but not least, let the people know where they can find you for your business and how they can get in contact with you if they would like to hire you for your services. Okay, you can follow me on Instagram at Curlissa. My Facebook is Alyssa Pitts. My business Instagram is Fearless LLC. And you can hit me up on any of those. Um, I'm also starting to do classes with UBG, which will be in my bio. Um, it's called Underground Business Group. And we just teach everything. There's already two years worth of classes in there. So I'm adding my classes to them. So I think that's going to be really dope. Um, I have a YouTube channel. It's Curlissa also. Almost everything is curlless. If you want to see me, not my business, you want to see me, that's everything. Hey, but that's universal branding. That's important. It is. And speaking of that, I'm dropping merch. Y'all heard it first. I'm dropping merch. It's going to be lit. I say Rich Risings instead of Good Morning. So I'm doing Rich Rising shirts, and I think that's going to be lit. Better than Grand Rising. I think so, too. Let's get rich. Yeah, I like that. We all should try to get rich. But, uh. Yeah, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for coming on last minute because um, I was definitely wanting to get this episode out. And um, like you all heard here first, all the information, definitely hit her up. Check her out if you are in need of any type of information in regards to um, business management, business expertise, taxes in general. Um, she's the person that you want to be in contact with. So we're going to go ahead and end the episode here. So I appreciate you coming on and chopping it up with me today. Thank you for having me.